We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to One on One, a KC Sports Network podcast. I am your co-host, Mike DeVito, here as always with nine-year NFL veteran and Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champion Jeff Allen. And we're bringing you all things Chiefs football from a player's perspective. Finally, first game around the corner. It's really here. Regular season, real deal football right there big jeff excited to get into it we're going to talk about the cardinals what week one is like for players all that stuff but before we do that big jeff cookie society man we're into september finally remind us again what's new on the menu it's been a hell of a month Mm. peach cobbler is on the menu chocolate chunk is on the menu you have a raspberry cheesecake cookie that's on the menu a coffee cake cookie that's on the menu i mean this menu is full of bangers I highly recommend ordering this month because the peach cobbler won't be back for a year. And that mm. might be my new favorite cookie is getting tons of press right now here locally in the DFW community and people are loving it. So go to cookiesociety.com, order you some cookies, some merch, mm. all of that good stuff and, and make your wife or kids or yourself happy. Make a friend happy. Someone's oh. going to be happy when they get some cookies. You know, I got to tell a quick story. So we were on another podcast that I was doing, we were we were doing a, 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 a series where we were taste testing all of your cookies. This yeah. was two, I think this was like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I bought a whole box to have to bring on that show that we could taste test together. I got it about a week before the show. When that show came, I had nothing left. I, went through the, I was like, guys, I'm sorry. I normally have self-control. I had none. So to make up for that, next week I'm ordering the twelve the twelve pack sampler. I'm gonna get some merch too. Yeah. And next week Jeff and I are gonna try some of those out live on live. TV and on this podcast. So uh, we'll give you the real deal live cookie tasting. I'm excited about that, brother. Yeah, and wait. we'll be celebrating a win too. So that's yes, good. Sir. all right, Big Jeff. Let's get into it, brother. Here we are, week one. 
this time of year, I, I always, I loved it because there was no more nonsense, right? Uh, there's, you know, during OTAs and stuff like that, you're back and forth. Uh, you know, you're only in the facility for three or four hours. You're going home for weekends. You're coming back for weekends, yada, yada, yada. Then you take the family home for the summertime. Then you go to training camp. Training camp's just hell. You're back and forth to St. Joe's. Uh, there's just, there's no rhyme or rhythm. It's just, you know, you just, it's just madness. Yeah. You get into the regular season in this first week, and every now the kids are in the house, the wife is in the house that we're going to be in for the whole year. You're going grocery shopping. You're, you know, the weather's getting colder. You're, and it's just like, here we go. This is it. Football's starting. Uh, and I just remember that feeling. Again, we talked about it last week how you could smell it in the air. Like, I don't need, I wouldn't need a calendar or anything to tell you where we are in football season just from the smell in the air. Uh, but then you're going into work. And now everything is really, really real, right? The plays that you're putting in this week, you know, the playbook, that it's no longer like, hey, we a hypothetical, we might call this here, I might call this here. That's no, these are the plays we're going to run. So know them because when we get to Sunday, this is what's getting called. This is the team you're playing against. It's no longer yeah. watching general film or watching this or that. It's like, no, everything you watch, those are the guys you're going against. This is the team you're preparing for. Um, it just everything about it, right? Uh, your massage stuff, the, the extra, the stuff to, to get your body right, all that stuff, all that's real now. All that the 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 it, there's a purpose for it, right? Now it's it all means something. That is that's to win on Sunday. So, brother, tell me. I mean, do you tracking with me? Is that do you did you have the same sort of experience with that first week? Those first week vibes, you know what I mean? Yeah. But before we get into that, I, I want to say congratulations to every single guy that officially yeah. made the team. I, I mean, you That's go through that awesome. initial cut down, and then there's a period where it isn't official, but it's now official. Mm -hmm. So congrats to those guys that made that week mm -hmm. one roster, especially those veterans that have guaranteed contracts right now. Good for you, <laughs> Good for you guys. You know, it's yeah. guaranteed money right now. Um, but that anxiety is gone. We yeah. all work toward not only, you know, winning football games, but this moment of making the team. Right. So that, that's really big, especially for a lot of guys that are on the bubble. Um I don't think I was ever in that bubble. Who knows? But I always felt like I was. Yeah. And right. I always, I always felt like I was accomplishing something when I made that fifty-three. Mm. So congrats on that. But it's real. It's week one, and we finally get to see what what it's all about. The rookies right. have never played in real live games. I mean, they may think the preseason was their first taste of it, but this is the real it's deal where real coaches real. are game planning. Um, there's a, just a different speed. There's really guys out there going balls to the wall. Um, so. It's a different game right now. So those rookies need to adjust. And just from the standpoint of the veteran guys, it's a new group. Right. I know on paper we look great. I know we look good in the preseason. All these different things historically. We know Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, but it's a new year. And you, right. can't, you can't rest on what you did in, in years prior. So they're going to figure out who they are quick and fast. I mean, they come right. out the gate with a really good football team. And Andy Reid spoke on it. He talked about, you know, what better test than coming out on the, on the road against a good right. team to figure out who you are as a team and your identity. And I think this is a pretty damn good team, so I'm excited. Um, from the player standpoint, from me personally, this is where, you know, I really just got out there and shook the rust off. Mm. I mean, you, you get out there, that first series, the butterflies are going, um, and you're just shaking the rust off. You're getting physical. You're, you're learning the guy next to you. Right. Um, you're, you're trying to figure out what you do well in the run game as the O-line. I mean, right. previous year you might have been a good power team. This year, it might be inside zone, outside zone. You just never mm. know. It could be personnel. It could just be all different reasons. So it's just a good time to evaluate yourself individually and then as a team to figure out collectively, you know, who you really are.
Jeff, talk about because when you were talking, it reminded me of how, as a defense, you know, we'll be installing defenses throughout OTAs, throughout training camp. Um, and when we, you know, when we play in those preseason games, you just show basic vanilla stuff. Yeah. Week one, now all, you know, all the bullets are in the gun. I mean, you're just throwing crazy. So, what is that like from an offensive line perspective? Where you know you're trying to scout this team, and you basically have three preseason games to look at, and then you're trying, and then you're going back into last year and looking at what they're doing. But just from like not only a studying perspective, given that you really only have the preseason games to look at, um, but just what is it like in real time when now all of a sudden you know the three technique that lines up in a three technique in the preseason and just rushes the B gap. Now he's jamming inside, the yeah. corner's wrapping around, and a mic is blitzing down the middle. What what does that look like? I mean, what is that like for an offensive lineman getting it's, used to that? It, it's, it takes some time getting used to, and, and no situational football doesn't really exist in the preseason. Right. You don't get really many you don't get many opportunities to have third and long. You don't get many opportunities to have two minute or four yeah. minute or those situations where you got to have it um, on either side of the ball. Mm. So there's going to be things that you didn't get to do during preseason games. You might have seen it in practice, but it's just a different set of guys. I mean, right. you're going against professional athletes that are playing to win. They're getting paid a lot of money to whip your ass, and you're doing right. the same. So it's just, right. it's, it's, it's tough to adjust. Um, the older you get, of course, you're used to it. But as a young guy, and when I talk about the rookies, like they're in for it. Like I'm really excited to see – like. Can they rise to the occasion? Because we have some guys right. out there that are going to start. I mean, we have solid the depth chart with Leo Chanel starting right. at linebacker and McDuffie starting at corner. Um, we're, they're going to see some looks that they've never seen in their lives. Mm. You know, the college speed. is the speed of it, the schematics, um, technique. These mm. are – this is the cream of the crop. This is the best player you've ever played against. Even the guys that, you know, fans on Twitter think, think that, that guy's a bum. He may yeah. not be a household name. But that guy is one of the best individuals in the world at what he does. Exactly. Um, so those rookies are going to find out fast. Just because that guy may not be a household name, he's very good at what he does. So and he's Jeff, ready. You've heard it said before too, and it's and it's true. The only thing faster than week one is the playoffs. Outside yep. of that, there isn't a game in an NFL season that's as fast as week one. And you keep bringing it up, and it's so true. Now you have these rookies that are crossing over that precipice into – real live football, right? They've done the preseason stuff. They've done all that, but, but that's totally different. And it's almost hard to explain why that's different, but it just yeah. is the atmosphere, the feeling, the intensity, everything is dialed back. Now you cross over that line. And I remember it my first year, I crossed over that line. It was against the bills crossed over that line. All of a sudden I'm looking, I'm like, wow, this is a regular season NFL game. Uh, man, that's the, a big the, jump, long way from Maine. Oh, man. The, I'm telling you, Jeff, the stadium is packed. I mean, that's another thing you don't get in the preseason, right? I mean, the, the yeah, stadiums but... aren't so – now the stadium's packed. The place is loud as hell. Uh, and you're like, wow, this is real, real football. Um, so what was that like for you as a rookie? Because you started right away, right? You yeah, right... I started – well, no, I didn't, I didn't start the first game of the season. Um, Ryan Lill just started at left guard, and Rodney Hudson was the center. John Osamoa was a right guard. I was playing kickoff and field goal. That was my only role in my first mm. week. The following week, um, Rodney Hudson broke his leg in New Orleans, and I got uh. thrust into action. Um, but it was it was different because, like, I came in mid-game. So mm. this, this, is, this is a real story. This is funny as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing Cedric Ellis. Um, 
big time name in college, played at USC, was a high draft pick for the New Orleans yeah. Saints. I came in mid game, so I'm fresh. My very first play was an 80 yard touchdown. Jamal took it Ooh. down the sideline. I'm like, woo, this feels good. <laughs> I had a hell of a half. Like, I played well. I'm like, man, this NFL stuff is easy. Right. I got this shit, man. I got it. <laughs> and the very next week, I got my ass handed to me <sighs> by my. By my roommate in college, um, Corey Legit, one of my old college teammates. Yeah, he was he good. He's good. Listen, player. man, listen. He came in town the day before. You know, we went out to Chipotle. He wine and dine me. And I'm thinking he's my friend. We get out there on game day, and he just gave it to me. Man. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, I don't know if I can do this. Man. <laughs> I get my ass kicked the next week, but that that is the life of a rookie. Oh um, man, there's it's... so many ups and downs. There's so many moments where you question and doubt yourself and the speed of the game. And when you talk about speed you know, from, from college to the NFL, it's not that big of a speed difference as far as athleticism. There are a lot of athletes right. in college. What changes the game is these guys are professional studiers. Guys right. watch film. Guys read keys. They know exactly what they're doing, how they're doing it, the leverage they need to have, the technique, and they're going to beat you to the spot. Right. And that's the game. It's not necessarily I'm just going to run faster than you. Except you got Tyree Kill. He's, he's like one of those guys. One, but, yeah. yeah but Some the of most, them out there. But for the most part, it's just guys knowing what to do every single play, and I'm trying to beat you to it. And who's going to do it the best with the best technique? That's what's the difference maker in the NFL versus college. Oh man, it's such a it's so true. And that was really a difficult transition for me because, you know, I was as strong as I was in the NFL when I was in college, and you know, at the University of Maine, you, like you brought it up, I mean, small a big difference between NFL yeah. and, and University of Maine. And there, there was just I like I there was never I played against Willie Colon. I do you remember Will Colon? Yeah, I guard. remember yeah, guard. You played for the Steelers. Yeah, he played for Hofstra. That was the only challenge I ever had my senior year. I mean, every other time I put my hand down, I was just like, these guys are dead. They're never going to be able to stop me. Uh, and so I didn't have to worry about studying film in the NFL. That you're so right. That is the big difference. And nowadays the young guys they don't have the time to prepare like we did back then yeah. you know we've talked about this ad nauseum now but uh you know i had so much time to get used to learning the game uh these guys that are going in now have had what maybe eight or nine padded practice i mean how many padded practices yeah. have they had, had three preseason games i mean it's just yeah. i had 30 30 padded practices and four preseason games going into the regular season my rookie year so Again, going back to the point you said at the beginning, shout out to those guys for, for making the team. And uh, but that 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 uh, that jump is big. I mean, it is big, and it reminded me of. So when you were talking about your first game, I wanted, I remember mine the same way, like it was yesterday. So it was against the Bills, and I wanted to find this guy's name. So the guy I went against was Langston Walker. Yeah, he was six nine, three hundred and sixty pounds, and. I was playing, so when I was in that Jets, they were in a, that old school 3-4, right, where you were head up, you know, you were head up four, a nose, and a, and a head up four on the other side. And my guy was Langston Walker, and I remember looking like, this is the biggest human being I've ever seen. I mean, that dude was just gigantic. Uh, and, you know, again, it's just like, wow, this is real. This stuff is like, this dude's no joke. And the game, man, the game was just so fast. But I didn't learn my lesson about what you said about studying the game until we went to play Dallas. Mm -hmm. So up until that point, I don't remember what the, how the season played out was so long ago, but um, up until playing Dallas that year, which was towards the end of the season, oh, it was Thanksgiving. Um, I was able still to lean on my physical abilities to sort of do the work that I needed to do. 
Um, we went to Dallas and it was on Thanksgiving and I had to go against all those guys down there. Big Leonard Davis was the guy I was going against. This was probably the first time I went against a guy that he was just stronger than I was. And that, that I don't know if it ever happened before, but that, that was the first time I was like, this guy's just stronger than I am. So like, I, I, if I, and I didn't have this, I didn't really study what was going on. So I just was trying to outmuscle these guys and nope. wasn't happening. It was the first time that I was like, oh, wow. And I got killed. I let up this huge run. Uh, state, I mean, they ended up killing us 40 to nothing or something crazy, but I almost got cut. I, they, the coach Mangini was so mad. I almost got cut. I had to sit for two weeks. Uh, I wasn't allowed to dress for two weeks. I had to sit out. Finally, they put me back in and I had to earn that trust back, not only from the coaches, but from the guys on that defense. Yeah. Uh, and so that, so all of us to say this rookie year for guys, you know, this, there's a, there's a lot to transition to. I mean, it's not the, the preseason. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, talk about the the mental fortitude that it takes to bounce back from something like that, because it's not easy, especially being a young guy, all of the pressure and all the weight on you and, and the disappointment that you have in yourself and you letting your teammates down and just the pressure that the coaches and mm. the pressure that you put on yourself, like all those things like can can take a toll. How do you like, you know, bounce back from that? Yeah, that's a good that's a good so the, I still, I probably every week of my life think about how I played poorly in that game. Yeah. So it's never left me. I mean, again, I, I remember these plays and that's one of those games that's never, I, I don't remember anything I did my rookie year except for that game. I remember those bad plays. Um, so, you know, I just, my old man brought brought us up like, it was just, you just, you never, you never quit. Like, regardless yeah. of how you ever felt, my dad was very big on, I don't, like, I don't care how you feel. You just work hard. That's it. There's no, there's nothing else that you just work hard. Just keep working hard. And there's no excuses not to. Uh, and so that's how I, that's how I was just trained from a young age. Like, just keep working, you know? And uh, so as much as it killed me, uh, I just didn't, I was just like, okay, well, back at, let's go back at it. Back at, and I was miserable every day and like ashamed to be around the other guys, just like broken that I let that happen. But when it was time to get out there on the field, uh, I was like, all right, hundred miles an hour, let's go right back to it. And I, I thank God for that kind of upbringing, because if it was just sort of me and my thoughts, I would have, I would have struggled. I also had a lot of young guys with me and I had older guys like Eric Hicks, who we had on the show, who just sort of lifted me up, Sean Ellis, who I'd love to get on the show another old head who was just an incredible player back then who lifted me up. So you take it, you know, my upbringing along with these, these veterans and rookies that lifted me up. I mean, that, that made a big difference, but it was hard, Jeff. It yeah, was hard. No, trust me. Trust I, mean, me. You, I know we went two and 14 my rookie year and I played horrible and it, it was a bunch of stuff that went on off the field mm. um, front office stuff that was, you know, going throughout the building that we knew at the end of the year that everyone's going to be gone. So it's just a bad situation my rookie year. And it took a lot of um, soul searching for me as a rookie. Mm. My first year in the NFL being probably my toughest year in the NFL. Um, it took a lot of like, <laughs> it took a lot, a lot of talks with veteran guys, a lot of uplifting and a lot of persistence yeah. um, and, not, and not giving up. Just like you said, it's through the good, the bad, the ugly, the indifferent, staying persistent and consistent and, and, and knowing the goal. Right. I, I think that's what, you know, gets you to the other side of failure. Right. You just eat it. Like you got to eat yeah. the pain, eat the disappointment and you just, but it, it can't slow you down at all. You know, 
2012 Kansas City Chiefs might be the most difficult year any team has ever gone through in the NFL. Yeah. When I came out there in 2013, I was like, I was just like, I can't believe how these guys, what you guys had to persevere through that year. I mean, that was just, we don't have to get into it, but that, yeah, that's talk about, you know, cause I was going to complain about my rookie year cause we were four and 12 and, uh, uh, and I remember it was, you know, it was, it was a tough year, but it, nothing compared to what you guys had to do in 2012. So yeah. shout out to you, Jeff. That's, that's tough. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but I need to tell you about our friends at DraftKings. The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is officially live in Kansas just in time for football season. That means betting legally on same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, and more anytime and anywhere across the Sunflower State. To celebrate, DraftKings is giving new Kansas customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. Thursday night is almost here. Want more action for opening night kickoff? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any pro football team of your choice, and if your team leads by seven points at any point in the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. Must be 21 years or older. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Resort and Casino. Now, let's get back to the show. I wanted to ask you this. So that we're get, let's get into the Arizona game quickly. I know we have a number of shows on KCSN that have broken that down, and they will be breaking that down throughout the week. I do want to get a couple thoughts from you, Jeff. The first thing is this. Uh, listening to Coach Reed's press conference, he was asked about the four backs on the roster, yeah, uh, the four running backs. And he said – and the question was, are you going to address all of them? Uh, and if, if so, how are you going to use them? And he said, you know, we don't know yet if we're going to address all of them. It depends on special teams and stuff like that. 
Uh, but he said, if we do dress all four, they're all going to touch the football. And when he said that, I was like, you know what? I need to ask Jeff, does that make a difference uh, game plan wise? So if you're adding a fourth back and we know that Andy Reid likes to do things that utilize the talents of the guys that he has up, especially yeah. the skill positions. So I was wondering, as an offensive lineman, you're getting the playbook and you hear that there's four, four backs up. Does it change as far as how much is actually being put in? And do you like having that many, you know, that many guys running the football? I mean, how does that – I just – I don't know. I was like, oh, I wonder if that makes a difference at all for Jeff. No, nah, I, don't, I don't think it changes the game plan at all. I mean, we know we're going to throw the ball. <laughs> That's Andy Reid. Yeah. Um, I do, however, think if they somehow just four running backs, which I doubt, but if they do, it would benefit the offense. From yeah. the stance that you would have someone fresh every single series, and all four of these guys are, are good and they bring different qualities to the game. Um, I, lo I love McKinnon. I love – Clyde, I love Isaiah, Rojo. All these guys bring something special. I think Isaiah and um, and Rojo are physical guys. Mm. They're downhill runners. They're going to pound the rock. They're going to wear the defense down. And then you have McKinnon and Clyde, two guys that are more change of pace, shifty type of guys. And if you can get those guys all, you know, within implementing game plan and fresh series by series, that, that that's scary. Mm. Um, but just from a, a team building standpoint, you only just 46 guys. Right. And special James, I know we kind of, it's an afterthought, but it's an important phase of the game. Right. And so you have to bring value. So they can't dress for those guys unless, you know, a couple of them have that value. And I don't think Rojo plays special teams. Mm -hmm. I know Clyde doesn't play special teams. So now you're down to McKinnon, who plays a small role on special teams. And, and then Isaiah, which I'm not sure about his role, but he's a rookie. So I'm sure he's on maybe all four phases. You got it. Yeah, you have to. You got he's, to be. he's a rookie, so he's on all four phases. So right. those those two guys are probably going to be a lock for the roster quite starting. So I, I see those three, you know, being on the, the, the active roster during the game. Um, I don't think Rojo is going to dress, but if he does, it benefits us. Yeah. Do, do, does the – and again, this is just from – I was just thinking through this for myself. They're just questions I had never thought of before. But does the type of running back – you have running the football at a given play change your technique at all? Like, will you will you do things differently based on who's running the football, or is or is the technique the same regardless? Technique's going to be the same. We're going to pocket. Okay. We're going to pocket house call half the time. I'm so tired. I don't know who the fuck's back there. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. <laughs> but all right. but I I I block it how it's called. I mean, if it's power, right. I'm going to have my power technique and have a mm. loose block and and get to the backer outside zone. I'm going to open up and I'm going to run and, and try to cut my man off. So, right. Um, obviously, the coaches call it different depending on the guy's ability. Um, but for us, we're just we're just blocking what's called. Yeah. See, I I think of it from a defensive perspective, and obviously, it's totally different. But like when I had a certain backer behind me, so like when I was in New York, we had Bart Scott and we had Dave Harris. Right. These yeah. are big, huge guys. Big physical downhill. They're not going to shoot through a gap. They're going to sit there and take guys on. So I knew if I had a double team or a scoop block or something, I was really trying to stay on those because I wanted to make sure those guys were free, and I knew they weren't just flying up the field. Now, when I come out to KC – Yeah, DJ, he's a freaking – He's 100 miles an hour. So 
I'm firing off the football. And then if I have, if I want to, you know, make a play, you know, ever during a season, I better get off that guy quick and try to get back there because, you know, DJ's flying, Tomba's flying. I mean, it just, so it did, it changed how I played a little bit with Derek versus with somebody like Barry. Well, I, 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 I mean, now that you explain it like that, I never thought of it that way as far as changing my technique. But when I played with Jamal Charles, he made me look good even when I did a shitty job. So it didn't matter what I did out there with Jamal. I could go out there. As long as I put a finger on the guy and slow him down a little bit, right? I got the job done for him. So right. I could block oh. it differently for him. Yeah, man. That's right. That was he was fun to watch, man. Definitely he was really fun, fun to watch. All right, let's finish with this. I just want to give a couple points about the defense going into this first game, then I'll kick it over to you and then. We'll get going and get ready, man. We just got to we got to get this week one done, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to get to this game, get Sunday, be on the couch, kick back, got the food, got the kids. Man. Oh man, this is I already got my hot wings pre-ordered. Yeah, it's this time is, to go. Uh, maybe my cookies will be here. I'll have a couple of my cookie yeah. society cookies. But here's a couple of things I'm thinking about for this defense going into this first game. Um, first, when you look at Arizona's offense and who they're returning. Uh, much of the run game is the same. Much of the you know, much of the key pieces in that run game are the same. Now, this is a team that ran the ball for 122 yards a game last year. Yeah. So if you think about Arizona's game plan, they know they got Mahomes, very explosive. They know he's got a young, he's got a new group of guys around him, right? So you don't want to you want to try to disrupt that as much as you can. One way that you can do that is win the time of possession. Give them is the, the minimal amount of opportunities to be on that field, getting the timing right, getting this real regular season speed down. One way to mitigate that is to not let Kansas City have the football. So I I expect Arizona, you know, even with the weapons that they have to, to establish that run, to get the run game going. Kansas City obviously had trouble last year at times stopping the run. So going into this game, even with all you know, all the explosiveness they have, they, we know they can rush the passer. We know they have the blitzes. We know they have all of that. What I'm looking for is what we saw. Gosh, what week was it last year, Jeff? Where all of a sudden the technique in the run game it was about, half, about halfway through the years, like that. I've, I'm still. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. And I'm not. I'm not just saying. That. I really don't think I've ever seen anything like that where the run technique at the beginning of the year was so poor, and then all of a sudden. Like week seven onward, it was some of the best run stopping technique I've ever seen. Yeah. That's what I'd love to see for those guys right out the jump. Is I, I think I, I know they'll talk about it on different shows on KCSN, but I think what's different about their run game um, than a traditional run game is Kyler Murray makes right. a big a big part of that. Um, and some of it's you know design runs, and, and most of it's improvised. Right. I mean, him taking off on, on third down when you're playing man. Um, so we're gonna have to do do a good job of containing and, and right. eliminating those quarterback runs that aren't designed. And then from a from a schematic standpoint, Cliff, the head coach for the, the Cardinals, what makes sense is keeping the ball from Patrick. He knows Patrick just as well as anybody. He's his mm-hmm. college coach. Um, but that's just not how their offense rolls. Right. <laughs> he's gonna try to put up points and he's gonna go fast, high tempo. Ah, oh, I didn't even think that, of that. that. That's just how they roll. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they're going to necessarily focus on time and possession. They're going to try to put up as many points as possible. Gotcha. Um, so we're going to – our defense has to be ready for, you know, a, a lot of, you know, QB improvised runs. Moving around, yeah. A lot of moving around, a lot of off-schedule plays. Um, they're going to have – the DBs are going to have to work on scramble drill. Um, mm. It's going to be a lot of um, – I don't want to call it backyard football, but it's going to be a lot of playmaking. Right. Um, and that's similar, what Murray does. Similar to what Patrick does. 
Yeah. They're different type of players, but they both make plays that are off schedule and they can make defensive coordinators very frustrated. Yeah, that's a great point. I totally forgot about I, I knew Murray was back there and I knew his ability to get around, but I totally forgot about Cliff and that style of offense. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, so with that being said, and this was going to be my second point, which is that exactly what you're hitting on is those rush lanes, right? Mm -hmm. Especially Very the important. rookie, right? We know the Greek freak on the outside. He's going to want to get back there. He's going to want to get those sacks. Frank on the other side, Chris up front. You have to be very careful to, to first off, know where the other guys on the on the defensive line are rushing. You know, who's who's where, right? Who who's supposed to who's in the A gap? Who's outside in the C gap? You know, where is everybody? And that and given that, where, you know, how much leeway do I have? Because the last thing you want to do with a guy like this is be running past the quarterback, getting washed inside, all these things to get out of position. And now you you allow him time, just like a team playing Patrick Mahomes. When you're playing Murray, you allow him time to either run the football or scramble to the side and more time to throw the football. So yeah. those pass rush lanes are going to be key. Um, and now that you brought up that point about Cliff, those, that's probably more important than the run stuff I was saying at the beginning. So that's um, so that's what I'm looking for on this defense. And then, again, just the rookies starting fast. right? You know that, that confidence. You talked about it that first game that you had going out there and play well. You don't want these rookies to go out there, play fast, have fun, and start building that confidence, right? Because we yeah. need these guys for the long haul. And the last thing you want is the guy going out week one, having a shitty game, mm -hmm. and now he's got to overcome a slump, uh, which for some of these rookies can be really difficult. So yeah. those rookie playing fast are, you know, is important. What do you got for me on offense, man? What are you looking at? If you're preparing for this team, what are you worried about? Are you worried about anything? I'm not worried about anything. I mean, like I said, preseason and regular seasons totally different but the things that i saw in the preseason it was just really efficient right patrick looks like he's in mid-season form right looks like he's ready to dish the ball out and spread it around it's going to be tough to key on guys defensively obviously you got kelsey who's probably the number one guy from mm -hmm. the past standpoint um but we got probably the best o-line in football um, no doubt who can run block really well pass block really well um we just got to do our thing give patrick some time he's going to make plays be efficient in the run game and capitalize on big plays when we have them um, and take those shots. I mean, McCole's going to take the top off. NVS, you know, you got him there. GG. I'm excited to see what those new pieces do. I think they're going to fit in really well. I think it's going to be a good day offensively. It's just a matter of, um, you know, coming out fast. And Sky Moore is up, right? He's up. Yeah, and you got Sky Moore, the rookie. I got him yeah. on the fantasy team. Sky, you better do it this year. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, you got to do it this year, man. Quickly before we go, does JJ Watt do you do you worry about him anymore? Has he gotten to that point in his career where he's more of a uh, just a sort of you know no, like he'll, average? He'll never be just the guys, JJ Watt. Um, yeah, obviously, um, it isn't the same play to play JJ Watt. I mean, at one point, it was every single play was the exact same. The, f the first play felt like the last play. Right. He's older now. He's had some injuries, but he still has some juice. So. Right. J.J. Watt is still someone you need to pay attention to. Offensively, you can't take a playoff um, because he can still make plays. He may not have the numbers like he did when he's winning defensive player of the year, um, but he's still affecting the game. So mm. pay attention back, to J.J. Backdooring double teams Double teams still back in the – yeah, he's – and I had to practice against that guy. I fucking hated it. Like, he's Because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It's like <laughs> – Anybody in the else in the world double team, you know, tries to backdoor a double team and that ball's out the gate. 
For some he reason, he can play. stop and bend. Ah, oh, man. Take this. Well, Big Jeff, here we go. Week one. Listen, let's meet up next week for some cookies and to celebrate yes, W. Jeff, I love you, brother. Chiefs Kingdom, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week again with some cookies and a win against the Cardinals, baby. Let's go, yes, Chiefs. Yes, sir. Beat the Cardinals. We about to see. We about to see. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.